Welcome back to another episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. I'm your host, Dave, here with me. Two guys are on their way to the finals, but also lost. Going we're, to all, the we're all on our way to our, the finals. Anthony and Moose. Hello! What's up? Dave, you're okay, also, you're yeah, also yeah. on your way to the finals. I am on my way to the finals. I know. I know. So the three of us. But I'm here with two guys. Oh, yeah. who are, I should have said joining me um, have, in the finals. I have two finals to go to. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. So do I, <laughs> but there's many leagues. And if you play in enough leagues, but um, no, Moose, uh, Moose Nathy and a, a nail biter in our dynasty league came down to literally Ooh. quite close to the last play of the game and a Camara drop pass that could have sent Anthony to the finals. Anthony, how do you feel? Well, I mean, you can't just look at tonight. You got to look at uh, it, the man was smarter. He picked up my third string quarterback for Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Both my Ravens quarterbacks were out. Two QB league. Two QB league. Two QB league. Uh, I lost fields. And so basically a, a nail biter with one quarterback. I mean, but Anthony, see, what, was gonna like have... the, what was the one thing I told you all season? Like I said, I, so I, many times I said I agree. last season. I agreed well, with you this season and well. I did the opposite. Um, I didn't play him all year except last week because I had to because I had so many oh, COVID I- injuries. But um, I had played Julio Jones because I wasn't sure how A.J. Brown was going to play. All I needed was maybe a second reception from Julio Jones. I didn't even need a double-digit week. I needed two catches and probably would have beaten you. Didn't get that. Yeah, well, there were several text messages that went back and forth between Anthony and I of me going, should I start the Niners against Tennessee? Like, they should they should roll Tennessee. Or should I play the Rams against Minnesota? And then I decided to play the 49ers, which was almost very costly. I should have just played the Rams. I should have just played Jarvis Landry. Should have, could have, would have. Your success success was based on picking up those quarterbacks and not letting me get my uh, second one in. So uh, he would have got you you 18 points. Yep. And that would have been an easy victory. Playing a little defense. Yeah, folks, when we talk about playing the waiver wire, that's part of it. Yeah, well, especially in the playoffs, right? When you're going up against, you know, you don't, let's say you're going to the finals and there's one person to go up against. If you can snag a couple people off the waiver wire that they might. I did, I did, that, want. I did that a couple of weeks ago uh, when Huntley was coming in for Lamar Jackson. I was facing the person with Lamar Jackson. I picked up Huntley so he can grab him. That's it. You got to do stuff like that. I just wasn't quick enough. You got to do what you got to do. Quick on the trigger. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get uh, we'll get back to that later, and uh, we're gonna give Anthony a chance to recover here. So let's let's do some okay, of these I'm game still in recaps. The finals. I'm still You're in the finals. In the finals. I have a finals. keeper league final, uh, keeper league award. I have a dynasty league award, and now I can get an auction one. Ooh, Three different types. Auction. That is yeah. cool. That is cool. Three different types. Three, Three different, different styles. fantasy types. Yeah. yeah. All right. Who's um who's leading off this segment? I am. All right. So it's officially the Harrison Hurry Up Moose Minute, Dave Dash. Let's go ahead. Ready? Oh, yeah. All right. Um, we're starting with the San Francisco 49ers against the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee wins this one 20 to 17. This game started off very boring, but uh had a great second half. Uh Jimmy Garoppolo, mediocre week, 15 point. 18 points. Same thing with Tannehill, 14.56. You weren't starting any of these guys. If you started Tannehill, poor you. Um, Looking at the running backs, Jeff Wilson, we said to start him if 
the normal guys were out there. So he got you 13.2. Decent <clears throat> week from him. Got a tutty. Um, Deontay Foreman on the other side. Disappointed. 7.7. But uh, let's go to the receivers. This is the exciting stuff. A.J. Brown on his return. 26 fantasy points, 11 for 16, 145 yards, one tutty. On the other side of the ball, Debo Samuel, my uh, sleeper of the year, 21.6 points, five carries for 32 yards, nine for 11, 159 yards, uh, two fumbles, and he still had a decent week. Uh, Brandon Ayuk also got into the double digits with 12, and George Kittle let you down. Didn't let Moose down, though. Still beat me with that (laughs) poor performance. No, he let me down. I've got, uh, speaking of letdowns, I've got the Cleveland Browns and the Green Bay Packers. So Baker Mayfield, there's no question about it. He is a below average quarterback. Did not look great this week. Don't ever expect uh, anything over like, you know, 15 points, unless it's a fluke. On the other side of the ball, you got one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Aaron Rodgers, who looked fantastic, despite this being maybe a a lower week for him. Uh, But you'd be happy if you had him. It's 19 points, almost 20. Nick Chubb. Is back. He's healthy. 126 yards, one touchdown, 58 receiving yards. It would have netted you 25 points. So you're I hate thrilled. you, Jordan. <laughs> you're thrilled if you started him. <laughs> uh, Aaron Jones. I'm I'm assuming Aaron Jones is still suffering from the knee injury he had a few weeks ago. He's not looking uh, as good as he did earlier in the season. Only 11 points, and this has given an opportunity for AJ Dillon to step up who is an absolute power uh, powerhouse, especially in the cold weather. We saw him last year. He was fantastic. I would expect him to maybe, you know, he, he's not like he's absolutely killing it, but if you've been plagued with COVID and injuries, he's your guy. Devonte Adams absolutely killed it. Alan Lazard caught uh, Aaron Rodgers's 442nd touchdown. Green Bay record outbeat uh, Brett Favre. And done. You're yeah, done that's it. so nope. long ago. Nobody okay. else had uh, big points. All right. I can always give you extra time for mine because uh, I'm talking Colts, Cardinals, and the Arizona Cardinals. They started off the season on a tear and they have waned of late, both in real NFL losing this game 20 to 16, but also in terms of fantasy football. DeAndre Hopkins is out. Kyler Murray is suffering without him. He's banged up. He's not himself. He fumbled the ball twice. He had 19.9 points, so he's not losing a year week, but he's not winning a year week like he has been early on in the year. Carson Wentz at 17.4, probably not starting him unless you're in a a deeper league. And then the really significant pieces for fantasy here is James Conner out, last minute decision. Some people got burned by that, and some people's day got saved by that. Yours truly. Chase Edmonds, go ahead, Moose. I just wanted to I wanted to jump in to say the reason why the reason why people got burned by that was because there was a report that came out that said James Conner healthy, he's gonna play. And then like literally like an hour before the game, maybe it was like, oh, James Conner's out. Yeah, not playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it burned, was brutal. They get burned by a shefty report or something. Uh, but in comes Chase Edmonds, and he looked very good, very capable with 56 yards on the ground, a touchdown, and 71 yards off of eight catches. He got 22.7 points and half PPR. Uh, totally outdoing Jonathan Taylor, who only had 10.8 on the other side of the ball. Hopefully, you still squeaked by. Uh, and then in terms of receivers, T.Y. Hilton, he was the biggest receiver of the day, 13.1 points. Could he be uh, someone to pick up to win you your week next week against the Raiders? And done. Think about it. All right, I'm coming to you with probably one of the most boring games of the week. Uh, (laughs) Detroit Lions against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, These teams suck. Uh, This one will be a quick (laughs) one. 
to give you guys more time. Uh, Atlanta wins this one 2016, but Matt Ryan w- did not play very well. Uh, so if you started him to get cute in your playoffs, he probably let you down. Uh, 13.1 fantasy points. Uh, all the running backs on both teams, nobody in the double digits. 7.7 for Jamal Williams was the highest. Um, the only noteworthy players were Amon Ra, St. Brown. So Dave's guy to start in the playoffs, 21.5 points, 9 for 11, 91 yards, and a tutty, two carries for 19 yards. And Kyle Pitts, 6 for 6 for 102 yards. Uh Oh, and both kickers did really well. The kickers were the highest scores, so uh, I'll leave it at that. But Kyle Pitts didn't break any crazy records, but I think he's had the most yardage for a rookie tight end since uh, I forget the person's name now. But uh, yeah, okay. congrats for Kyle Pitts since the last guy. That's something. Since the last guy. That's something. Yeah. Uh, roughly, ding, ding, ding. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I started it late. I've got the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers. Tom Brady, 14.3 points, a little bit underwhelming. You know, everybody expects Tom Brady to get your super points, but not as underwhelming as Sam Donald and Cam Newton, who only combined for like 12 points. Um, in the running game, we had spoken at length uh, on our on the halftime app, our live show, about Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn, and it was a sort of a split decision on who to start. You know, everybody assumed that, uh, Rojo would be the guy. And I sort of said, well, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn's going to be there to steal touches from him. Both of them kind of split the difference. Rojo, 15 points, Keyshawn Vaughn, 13 points. So if you went either way, you're pretty happy. None of the running backs in Carolina did anything important. So if you started Reggie Bonifon, Amir Abdullah, or uh, Chuba Hubbard, you are very upset. Uh, in terms of <laughs> wide receivers, <laughs> Antonio receivers. Brown, <laughs> receivers, Antonio Brown is, is back. He got, he got 15 points and uh, someone named Cyril Grayson got 11 points. And done. All right, Moose, you did good there. Okay, the Cincinnati Bengals showed out this week against the Baltimore Ravens, 41 to 21. Big win for them. They're probably going to win the division because of it. And off the back of Joe Burrow with the fourth most i believe all-time yards thrown in a game with 525 you heard that right 525 four tutties holy smokes 38.1 fantasy points and half ppr and who got the bulk of that uh, those throws that he was throwing to that'd be t higgins who got 37.4 fantasy points 12 receptions 194 yards two tutties t higgins He's healthy and he looks good. Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd didn't let you down with 16 apiece as well. Joe Mixon with 28.5. If you had any Bengals, you're laughing. You're not laughing if you're a Ravens fan or had to start anyone here because Josh Johnson, third string uh, quarterback, 18 points, did, did a decent job. Uh, Demonta Freeman, nine points. Uh, there's not much else going on uh, on that side of the ball. Mark Except Andrews. Mark, Mark Andrews, 22.5. Always good. Done. All right, uh, we're going to probably the most disappointing game if you're owners of Charger players. Uh, LA Chargers against the Houston Texans. Uh, Houston surprisingly takes this one 41 to 29. The game started out pretty bad for the Chargers side of the ball. Uh, Justin Herbert did end up with 18.94 points, but he had a couple interceptions and it was looking pretty scary at one point. Uh, Justin Jackson, relief of... Um, Austin Eckler, 29.2 fantasy points. So he killed it for you if you slotted him in there. Uh, the receivers, 
um, disappointment. Uh, Keenan Allen, I guess, uh, was the disappointing guy with 5.5 fantasy points. Josh Palmer was the only guy with uh, double-digit points with 12.8. Uh, and Mike Williams didn't play in this one, and he'll miss next week as well. On the other side of the ball, Davis Mills, 18 points. He will probably be their starter next year. Rex Burkhead with 27.9. Probably nobody started him. And then the receivers, Chris Conley, Nick Collins got in the double digits. Uh, or Nico Collins, I believe, is the name. Yeah, Nico Collins. Uh, Nico. That's about it. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Uh, I'm bringing you the LA Rams and the Minnesota Vikings. So Matt Stafford has a reputation of sucking against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, my buddy Tyler, who uh, listens to our show, he asked me. I told him that, and we pulled through. We started Tom Brady instead, and uh, Matt Stafford only got 8.68 points. Kirk Cousins, despite having a disastrous week the week before, came back a little bit better, would have got you 14.3 points. I know a lot of people started Kirk Cousins this week because of COVID and injury situations, so it's not the worst person to pick up and start. Sornese Michelle got you 20 points. Darrell Henderson is on the IR list, and this is some news that maybe we'll talk about later in the episode, but Cam Akers could be on his way back. So don't get too excited about Sorny's Michelle. He's probably not going to get 20 points again. Alexander Madison in uh, for relief of Dalvin Cook, who has COVID and a shoulder injury. He's unvaxxed, 14.5 points. So it's great if you started Alexander Madison. Cooper Cup, again, fantastic day, 16.3 points. Definitely helping people win their championships. Same with Justin Jefferson. KJ Osborne even showed up, got 15.3 points. Odell Beckham, sort of back. He's making stuff happen. And, and uh, that's about it. Done. Is Odell hurt? We got to that I, with the headlines? No, I he didn't. Was, is he, he hurt? was limping. He was limping. He was came out of the game, went back in the game. Something well, to keep your he, eye he on. He got a tutty. He got a tutty before he got injured. All right. You know who's – if you had any Buffalo Bills, specifically Josh Allen – yeah, probably moving on to the finals because Josh Allen uh, and the Bills uh, torched the New England Patriots 33-21. What if you have revenge all the Bills? game? If you have all the Bills, you're probably safe. Um, Josh Allen doing his best Joe Burrow impression this week. 314 yards, three tutties, 64 carries on the ground. He got 30.96 fantasy points. That is huge compared to Mac Jones's six. Um, but Damian Harris carrying the load for fantasy players on the Patriots with 28.3 off the back of 103 yards, three touchdowns. He looked pretty good. Of course, Ramondre Stevenson was out of the game. Uh, Devin Singletary on the Buffalo side of the ball, 16.3. He is, yes, guys, he is the only running back worth starting on the Bills. Zach Moss is uh, just not, not the guy. Surprise fantasy producer of the week with Cole Beasley out, Gabe Davis out. In comes... Isaiah McKenzie with 23.9 points. He caught 11 balls for 125 yards and a touchdown. Not just a special teams guy. Stefan Diggs still had 18, so you're happy if you have him. Dawson Knox, eight. And, Good enough. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, getting another brutal game here. Uh, Jacksonville against the Jets. Uh, the Jets take this one 26-21. Um I mean, nobody's starting these quarterbacks, but just want to mention that Zach Wilson was the better of the two with 23.18 points. He's looking like a better option going forward over Trevor Lawrence. Um, so for all you dynasty uh, players that draft Trevor Lawrence, maybe be uh, reason to be concerned going forward. Um, oh, God, I can't say his name. Uh, Ogan Buali for Jacksonville was the leading uh, running back for fantasy with 14.2 fantasy points. James Robinson only had one point. Because? It's Ogunbawale. Ogunbawale. 
because James Robinson tore his Achilles. Yes. After the game. Which, yes, Trouble. not good. Hope not he's okay. good. Hope you're uh, on the other side of the ball, I know some people talked about uh, this player on halftime. Uh, Michael Carter, 13.4 fantasy points. Not a bad show for him. If you flex them or put him as your RB2, look pretty good. Um, and then the receivers. I mean, Braxton Berrios, Tavon Austin, uh, Marvin Jones. They got just over 10 points. Nothing to write home about. You're not starting any of these guys. And that's about it. Ding, ding. I let you go a little bit longer there. But no worries, because we'll keep the disappointing train going with the New York Giants against the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I wish uh, Mike Glennon's fantasy points were as long as his neck, but they aren't. He only got 7.82 points. Super disappointing. I, I thought, I think Jake Fromm started the game, so I, I'm not even sure yeah. how Mike Glennon got points. I mean, that's how much of a disaster the game was. Jalen Hurts, I mean, he got 15 fantasy points, but he is a disaster. 17 out of 29 completions. I mean, I think it's really saving him. You know, uh, the rushing game, you know, he got looks like he got two touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Uh, his receivers, um, I guess, Devonta Smith, 16 points. O- only real person who got, you know, over five points in the receiving category. Running backs, Boston Scott got 10 points. Jordan Howard, 6.6 points. Devonta Booker, 6.6 points. A super disappointing run game. And the roller coaster that is Saquon Barkley, he's not injured, he's injured, he's not injured. I think he's injured again from what I saw in the headlines. Yeah. Not yeah. great. Tight ends, Evan Engram, nine points. Nobody started him, though. And uh, I guess the, the best thing out of this game was the Eagles' defense, 17 points. Ooh, girl. And done. Okay. Uh, well, I'd love to not keep the disappointing train going and just get off that thing, but we're talking about the Bears and the Seahawks. And <laughs> the Bears actually snow game, Pacific Northwest. It snowed out here, guys, in the Pacific Northwest. So this was a cool little snow game. You figure Chicago would have the advantage, and they did, pulling out a um, last minute, last possession drive uh, from Nick Foles to win the Remarkable game. Remarkable catch. Yeah. From uh, Bird. To, is it Demir Bird? Yep. yep. Demir Bird. Big catch. Uh, Foles and Wilson, 15 and 16 apiece. Not great. Uh, what is going to happen with Russell Wilson next year? We'll see. David Montgomery making a late season surge here. He had 20.1 uh, half PPR points. Rashad Penny not looking bad in the snow. 135 yards on the ground for 19 and a half fantasy points. And that's about it, guys. Darnell Mooney had eight. Uh, DK Metcalf caught a touchdown. Two catches, but one happened to be a touchdown for 11.1. He looks good when he gets the opportunities, but... There's not much there. And then, of course, Gerald Everett um, having a pretty good end to the season here. 14.8 fantasy points. Done. Well, uh, Dave, you talked about my Chicago Bears and how they had a victory. <laughs> We're going over to your Pittsburgh Steelers against the Kansas oh, Are we still on the disappointment train? Yes. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. God, they are terrible. They are it, it was bad. really bad. Um, ben Roethlisberger, 6.36 fantasy points. Patrick Mahomes, 21.32. That's what you want to see from that guy. Najee Harris, um, the bright spot on this team, 13.5 fantasy points. It's probably a lower um, performance from him. He didn't get a tutty in this one, but decent yardage. Um yeah, on the, the 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 running side for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did get a tutty, but then he left this game with an injury. Then that allowed Darrell Williams and Derek Gore to come in and get just over or 10 fantasy points uh, for Darrell Williams and 11.9 for, uh, for Gore. Uh, receivers, 
Moose was right. Byron Pringle, 22.5 fantasy points. Ooh. Moose is like the Kansas City whisperer. He knows everything Kansas City because, you know, that's uh, low-key his second favorite team over there. It is. They're fun to watch. You can't, uh, you can't the not Patriots. watch Kansas City. Mm. Um, but uh, Miko Hardman also got 10, uh, got into double digits with 10.6. And then on the other side of the ball, Deontay Johnson, 11.1. But he had a terrible fumble in this one that probably didn't help uh, the Pittsburgh pe- uh, Penguins, Pittsburgh Steelers in this one. So uh, didn't help the Penguins either. No, it didn't help the Penguins no. either. So um, uh, I forgot Kansas hit, City. I forgot to start, but I'm sure it's at a ding, ding, ding. It's yeah, definitely around it. All There's right. Now, I'd like, I'd like to say this is the caboose of the disappointment train, but it's not. Uh, I got Denver Broncos and uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. I I don't even want to talk about this game. Nobody, nobody on either team got over 10 points except Hunter Hunter Renfro, Renfro, who got 11.5. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know what to say. If you started anyone on these two teams, Anthony or multiple people (laughs) from these teams, (laughs) Anthony, Anthony? you might, you might've lost this week. Well, I mean, Uh, Javante Williams didn't get over 10 points. Javante no. Williams got nine points and Melvin Gordon got half a point. Oh, yeah. Half, but I mean, uh, Derek Carr, uh, you know, Derek Carr might be good for regular football, but man, he is a disaster for fantasy football. And with Darren Waller out, his, his bandaid, his safety blanket, he's just, it's a mess. Josh Trouble. Jacobs, not looking so great either. Peyton Barber. I mean, I think Peyton Barber got in for a touchdown, but nobody started Peyton Barber Hunter Renfro. Now he's being double covered. He's not as effective. Las Vegas Raiders are a disaster for fantasy. Daniel Carlson had a pretty quiet week, too. He's the only bright spot in all of this. And done. All right. Um, well, I have the pleasure of bringing you Cowboys versus the Washington, Washington Roman numeral twos, as they're known on this podcast. This was not much of a contest. The Cowboys made a statement of this one, winning 56 to 14. So you're thinking, wow, if and you have still- Cowboys... You're Still- <laughs> you're thrilled. You're thrilled that you have Cowboys in in a fantasy matchup. Except, what could have hurt you is they were doing so well. They benched a lot of their starters. So if you needed those extra points, you might have got screwed. Uh, but hopefully, if you had Dak Prescott and you started him, his thirty point three points were enough for you. Three hundred thirty yards, four touchdowns. Wowzers, Taylor Heineke. We're not going to talk about it. Zeke on his like one knee managed sixteen point seven points. Even though Pollard looks way better. That's one of those things where like wow. Pollard is definitely better in this game. But for fantasy, Zeke got the touchdown, so he got 16. Pollard got six. Gibson caught a touchdown pass for 12.8. He's the only really relevant one on Washington. And then Amari Cooper went interviewed this week. Uh, and he, just bear with me, Anthony, he demanded, he's like, I need more targets. I need to be in the offense more. I need to be involved. They listened. He was targeted 11 times, caught seven for 85 and a tutty for 18 points. Dalton Schultz had 18 as well. Anthony Cowboys finish. defense, 25 points. Anthony finishes up with the caboose of disappointment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Monday night football, Miami, <laughs> New Orleans. Good God. 20 to three. Uh, pretty much only one player or we'll say two uh, because Tua did get 10 points. So if you started him, terrible. Uh, Jalen Waddle was the only other player in the double digits. He got 20.2 fantasy points, but Kamara let you down 6.9. Then everybody else just piss poor, piss poor. Um, Dolphins defense. Dolphins defense. Oh, yeah. If you started them, 25 fantasy points. So, yeah, there was two bright spots there. But uh, the backup quarterback for New Orleans, God, he was awful. The fourth string in book. 
Yeah, but just throw the ball away. He just took sacks all he, day. He had a hard time reacting. Like, he was under pressure immediately, but then the way he, he reacted to he the always, pressure was really bad. Yeah, he always got it outside the tackle box. So, like, but uh, he, sometimes he needed to step forward, but he would, uh, like, try to escape the other way and, like, go run right into defenders. He, he's got a lot to, uh, to learn. That's for sure. This. Played it. Yeah, Tua, Tua. Tua's, 1.6 more points. Tua is not going to be long for the NFL. Or fantasy football, anyways. Mm. You know? To the Texans. Tua <laughs> to the Texans. Tua Texan Vailoa. Well, I mean, he ain't going anywhere anymore. So I guess we're done with this. Uh, I mean, what are they on an eight game winning streak now? Eight game winning streak. So obviously, yeah, not this year. And they'll probably keep him next year as well, to yeah. be honest. Well, um, he's moving. Well, like, he's still. They said the perfect thing about him. When I, when I watch him play, he he seems like he's playing mistake free football, but then it's like he gets bored back there, and he's like, "I'm gonna just throw this up there," and then it's usually a turnover. But uh, as long as their defense stays solid, and you know they got guys like Waddle, maybe if they get a decent two running is, back, two is two is the left handed Mac Jones. That's what he is, literally. They're, they're uh, he throws very... a little bit more than Mac Jones. Uh, he's a better passer right now because they allow him to pass for more than five yards. But uh, I don't think uh, he's a better passer. If, if Jalen Waddle played for the Patriots, this would this wouldn't even be a discussion, dude. Look at what Mac Jones. Mac Jones doesn't have like top tier talent of of a Jalen Waddle. But we also know Belichick not to focus in on a receiver. If they had Jalen Waddle, yeah, he would still be good, but he wouldn't be this good. He, I don't think he'd be putting up twenty point but they, games. They have a much Mac Jones consistent, much, much better running game to support him. Jaylen I'm just Waddle saying in terms of the, the last, way what yeah. they're being asked to do and what they're doing, two Alabama quarterbacks who played very well for Alabama come into the NFL and they're asked, hey, we got really good defenses. Or just throw just throw short passes to the open guys and uh, complete it and well, try not to throw interceptions. But also for fantasy purposes, Tua has been a better streamer than Mac Jones this year. Mac Jones is maybe streaming. Yeah. If we're talking fantasy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, but yeah, for real football, I think they're, they're not going to trade but for Deshaun Watson. Even for fantasy, I, like Tua, Tua had a couple really good games. And Mac great, Jones though, had a couple You're not really writing home about Tua. Exactly. You're not saying, hey, no, Tua's exactly. Tua exactly. winning the championships. Exactly. But I, yeah, I look at this more like his rookie year because, I don't know, the, the issues with Fitz, with Fitz Magic there and the whole thing. This is his first full season. I mean, to come back from being down for being one and seven and coming back and winning being eight and seven in a playoff spot. I mean, you got to keep it calm and collected and fair enough, but we've yeah. talked uh, too along about this. So let's move into some headlines, Anthony, and some injury reports. Yeah. We, we so, go ahead and like, you know, just, just pray. If you're going to the fantasy finals, just pray as I am and send positive vibes that your players don't get put on the COVID list this week. Cause 96 it's, it's people just today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> so just to go in order here. So I know we talked about him before cam makers. Uh, there's a possibility he can play this week. And that's interesting because uh, if you're a Sony Michelle owner, you were probably happy for a little bit because Darrell Henderson, well, we don't wish for injuries, but Darrell Henderson with a knee issue was placed on IR. He'll be out three to five weeks. So Cam Akers has a chance to play this week, which means your 20 points from Sony Michelle might not <laughs> be there this week. Uh, so uh, it, it'll monitor be there. that. Let's get serious here. 20 points from Sony Michelle. So the, the headline about Cam, uh, Cam Akers coming back was that he needs to play three games to get the uh, whatever it is, player pension or whatever. 
So although he's coming back, I wouldn't get super hyped that he's going to be starting. Yeah. He, he might play a couple snaps, oh, but yeah, yeah. Sonny Michelle is going to be in there. I think it'll be mainly Sonny Michelle, and but they're they, going to save Cam Akers. Yeah, they also bumped up Jake Funk. So not saying that Jake Funk's going to be anything special. Who's got the funk? Jake's got the funk. <laughs> but this is interesting. In your leagues, uh, I know in a bunch of our leagues, Cam Akers was on the waiver wire. I would say just pick him up. Yeah, just in case. Yeah, if you're in a keeper league or whatever else, it's just a nice player to have on your bench and whatever. All right. Um, so we also mentioned that, or maybe I didn't mention it when I was talking about this game, but Jimmy Garoppolo suffered a chip bone and torn ligament in his right thumb. His status is in doubt, which leaves things open for Trey Lance, which is interesting, but not at the same time, because you're probably, if you're still playing, you're either playing to get out of, uh, or, or to go into third place in your league, or if you're going to your championship, I don't think you're going to play Trey Lance. So I don't know what you guys no, feel about but, that. <clears throat> but I think it means San Francisco will be running the ball a lot more next week. And um, I would suspect that George Kittle sees a bump. I hope from so. Dump, from from dump-offs. Yeah. And I, if you're an Ayuk owner or a Debo Samuel owner, I mean, Debo Samuel's kind of matchup proof. Like they, they use him all over the field. So he'll still be good. But Brandon Ayuk, I wouldn't count on seeing a lot of points from him next week with mm. Trey. With Trey there. Yep. Uh, positive news or potential positive news. Darren Waller is hoping to practice on Wednesday. If he does, that's a good thing. But it's still probably more in question his uh, availability for this week's game. Um, nobody was starting this guy because he's not doing anything. Marlon Mack was placed on COVID reserve list. Um, some other players, Julio Jones, don't start him. Because Hold on. Can we talk about Darren Waller for a little bit? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a start your studs guy, but if Darren Waller comes back, I don't think you start him. At tight end, like... I mean, I would take the chance because Foster, like I've been playing championships. Like I have him, and I don't think I would start him. I'd be super nervous. If you have a very capable backup, so you're in a situation where you have George Kittle, so you can start him at tight end. You don't need to flex Darren Waller. But if you're in a like, if you don't have a capable backup, backup, you know, yeah. Yeah, but Cole Komet's available. Ty uh, Tyler, you would start Cole Komet or Ty Conklin over Darren Waller over a shaky Darren Waller. He he might I, practice. I risk he it. might I practice risk Wednesday. Okay, I, I I get what you're saying. Okay, so let's go through the list. Let's go through the list of tight ends. Foster and, Moreau. Well, would you? I mean, you're going to start Foster Moreau over Darren Waller in the same game? Oh, sorry. If uh, Darren Waller plays, so um, let's let's look at tight ends. We would definitely start over. Okay, Darren Waller. Okay, or wouldn't? So Mark Andrews, but Travis. To, to confirm, this is a shaky. Just coming off Shaky Darren a big Waller, injury. first game back. Yes. So Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. Real quick, yeah. who, who are they playing? Uh, the Raiders. I just mentioned it before. Someone against the Raiders. Anthony, hit us. Uh, I'm looking. Hit us. Not Denver. I got it. I got it Denver? right here. They're playing no, they Indianapolis. Indianapolis. The Colts. Who's a decent defense? Darius Leonard covering tight ends of the backfield often. Okay. Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. You would start them over Darren Waller for sure. Yes. This week. Okay. Now we get into the nitty gritty. Dalton Schultz over Darren Waller. Yes. Yes, Moose. I would start Schultz over Waller. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Kyle Pitts. Uh, no. No. Me neither. I think Dawson, it's, the, it's the same gamble. Dawson Knox. Yes. Yes, big time. I'd start Knox. Dallas Goddard 
Who are they playing? Uh, the Eagles are playing Washington. I just don't think Goddard would be available on waiver wires, though. Neither would Dawson Knox. No, but, no, but these uh, are players talking... you may have picked up throughout the season. Yeah, and now are your backup tight ends. Yeah, I might, I might start Goddard over uh, over shaky Darren Waller. Waller. Yeah, shaky Darren Waller. I would. All right, what about Zach Ertz? Mm, no, depends who they're playing. I don't trust Let's see, uh, Arizona. They're is playing, playing Dallas. No way. I mean. Darren uh, Waller. I'd risk it with Darren Waller. Yeah. Hunter Henry. No. Against the Darren Jaguars. Oh, against the Jaguars? Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm going Waller. Uh, that one's tough. That's a tough one. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So, like, if you lost Darren Waller, you probably don't have one of those top guys. You probably have one of those guys we mentioned later on down the list. So it's a tough call. It's a tough call. But What about this, this guy? Oh, or no, he's done for the season. Never mind. TJ Hawkinson? No, uh, Fryer Ruth. Oh. Is he definitely done for the season? Well, he, he's out already. Yeah, he's ruled out. Or oh no, I don't know. He's out for now. But uh, yeah. okay, let's just for the sake of that, would you play Pat Fryermuth over Darren Waller? Yeah, yeah. If he's healthy, they're Against playing Cleveland. 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 Cleveland Browns. Anyway, so it's not. Uh, it's not so uh, easy that decision. Not so easy. No. It really depends which backup you picked up, you know. But if you have like a Gerald Everett or a Cole Komet or one of those, eh, I'm probably going down Waller. So, um, so uh, some big name COVID player uh, players that are on the COVID list: uh, Mike Williams, uh, already ruled out for Sunday's game against the Broncos. Oh wow! Uh, he's not vaccinated, so already ruled out. Uh, Julio Jones. COVID-19 list. You're not playing him anyways. Mike Evans, COVID-19 list and also has the injury. Miles Sanders not on COVID, but he broke his hand out for week 17. Um, Yeah, and I mean, other than that, there's not any, like we mentioned, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. The x-rays were negative on his collarbone issue, but uh, there'll be more information about how serious his injury is at some point this week he, so. in his short i like Clyde edwards Lair, but in the short sample size we have of two seasons his two seasons he he gets banged up yeah he gets so, real banged up yeah so yeah so that's it for i guess the headlines uh those are the serious injuries i mean slash covid like yeah uh, yeah yeah, it's going to come down to happen. If, unfortunately, fantasy championships will will largely come down to whose best players did not get COVID, or and or who you picked up and put in your slot into your lineup because now all of a sudden they have a starting role and oh, and you get you get a pleasant surprise like a Justin Jackson or a uh, Tyler Huntley from last week, you know, or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, COVID super brutal because I mean every every year there's there's injuries and and people who win like uh, one of the years that I won. Um, I forget who the injury was. Well, maybe it was Kareem Hunt, possibly in, in, in Kansas City, but uh, Damian Williams stepped in where there was an injury, and I picked up Damian Williams like the last two weeks of the playoffs. Right. Champ, uh, fantasy plus. So, you know, that, that happens every year. There's always sort of an injury to a big-time player, and it's whoever scoops them off the waiver wire first. But with COVID, it's like every team has this kind of injury, and it's – you know, it's like a mad race to just pick up whatever's left 
and hope that you can hit. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's a very interesting year. It is. It is. You got to be smart. You got to be smart. Got to be creative. So, do you guys plan ahead of time? Like, so right now, if you're going into your finals week, do you have your starting lineup, and then do you try and go get backups for those guys if you don't already have them? I mean, there's only so many backups you can get. So that's what's tough about all of this is, you know, you don't want to give up some of your players because obviously people you have on your team you think are valuable. So you don't want to pick up backups and put valuable players on the waiver wire because, you know, the, the team you're playing might use those people. Uh, they, they'll pick them up, put them on their team. Right. So it's really, it's a very tough predicament. I think you just have to be ready on Sunday. Well, th- I guess starting Thursday, you have to be ready, watching your headlines, making sure, like, for example, what happened to me, I saw a headline that said, Travis Kelsey has cleared uh, protocols. So I had Travis Kelsey in. And then Ooh. and then I, the game started, the one o'clock game started, and one of the announcers was like, something, 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 Kansas City. Travis Kelsey won't be playing today. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. And so I, I had picked up Ty Conklin just in case, but Ty Conklin had already started playing. So I had to try to drop somebody, pick up Cole Komet, put him in. Cole Komet ended up scoring, uh, I think like 0.4 more than Ty Conklin. So I wasn't, I wasn't too upset about that, but you know, it was like super last minute. The headlines sort of rolling in out of nowhere. Yeah. So, you got to be on thing. alert. You got to be on alert. Yeah, you got to be uh Go, uh, go to, you know, find a uh, Roto Baller website or whatever, where they got the, the headlines just pouring in and just keep refreshing and, and make sure all your players are actually playing. And Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter uh, on Twitter, if you're following them on Twitter, Twitter's the, the platform to get the up-to-date news. So like, for example, we all use Sleeper. They'll, they'll have a bot that announces that tweets their tweets like, 30 seconds later you know what i mean so you'll get it 30 seconds faster if you follow them on twitter um but yeah so but ian rapport usually trustworthy adam shafter except for the the last minute changes that even they can't predict those are the ones that get screwed on yeah we had a player in one of our leagues get screwed with that james connor news yeah Um, sorry yeah you went up against them yeah it didn't hurt me it didn't hurt me that was a playoff miracle you gotta get lucky you gotta get lucky sometimes to get uh, to get to the championships yeah. But we're all in that category, so we can celebrate. But like to answer your question in the auction league, I'm stacked on my bench. So I mean, I have backups for any player that could get COVID. Slot them in, slot them out. But yeah, you, you just gotta in, pay. Slot them out. You just gotta pay attention move it to in, your notifications, move it out. and then disco later. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, but like you said, Dave, uh, if you f- follow these people on Twitter too, just kind of, what is it? It's not a star, but you can get the notifications from them directly on your phone notifications. That would be the best. It's the way to do it. Or just have your buddy uh, send it to you in text message in your group chat. Yeah. Dave. And then you don't react to it. Anthony, I'll be honest. I, like I kind of felt bad, like taking all no, the available quarterbacks. Bad. No, no, but I kind of felt bad. But then I was like, you know what? Like Dave mentioned it. Like I made a couple of text messages about it. And then you still didn't do anything about it. So I was like, eh, his fault. Well, yeah. But I was also, when he sent the message, I, mean, I was, it was having Christmas. a dinner. It was yeah. Christmas. 
So I mean, there are uh, there are those moments at uh, in those specific situations where I don't have that momentary uh, second to read. But anyway, I mean, it's no, like it's, it's good like on less you, than thirty seconds with your thumb. But you know, sometimes but, people, yeah. people don't have thirty seconds. Some people don't have thirty seconds. But you me. had the thirty seconds over me, even That's if it. I looked at it thirty seconds That's after. But, but just some people don't have thirty seconds or less. No, no, I sent. So just so everyone understands, what we're talking about. We're in a two QB dynasty league. Anthony lost Justin Fields, and then he has Lamar Jackson. No, and... no, no, no. Let, let me go through it. I've lost oh, okay. Lamar Jackson, Huntley, Daniel Jones, Justin Fields. Yes. So you're in tight. You have only Matt Ryan. I see the tweet from me and Rapport saying Tyler Huntley's out. Um, you didn't know about Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley's out. So it looks like Josh Johnson's starting. So I text Huntley out to our group chat. And then Moose went and picked up Josh Johnson on the way for a while, leaving you with no quarterbacks. No no starting quarterbacks on the uh Well, to only lose on by 1.6 fantasy points, I mean, hopefully Moose's team kids show up next week uh, because well okay, remember remember i i'm sure we spoke about this on the podcast how i was saying russell gage everybody's like oh russell gage surefire 20 points you know he's the guy now <laughs> and i was like no no he's had games where he sees zero targets yeah that was this week he got four he got four points in ppr yeah yeah oh, brutal but you know what uh, as even though i'm in the finals and one i'm just gonna say this for other players you know don't blame the other person it's just your fault. You're the GM. You're the coach. It's your fault. Um, it's not just one player that, well, I mean, you could blame it on one of your players too, but I mean, I had guys like Melvin Gordon that should do more than one point. He's been doing that the whole season. Uh, I mean, there's other players that could have picked up the slack, but don't, don't be an urban Meyer is what you're trying yeah. to say. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, guys. Um, so normally we talk about um, streamers and waiver wire pickups, but heading into this week, really the only if you're going into a finals or a constellation bracket or whatever, um, we you should probably have your team set. The only reason you would pick anybody up is due to injury and or COVID. Someone popping up on the COVID list, and then if that's the case, you know, do you guys recommend? So if someone if one of your main players goes down. Hopefully, if someone on your bench, you can slot in. But if not, maybe you go pick up someone who's now been thrust into a starting role or one of the backups on the team that lost um, those players. And and you <laughs> maybe pay attention to teams that were really hit hard by COVID this week or who are announcing a lot of people put on the COVID list. Because guess what? People are going to test tomorrow on the next day, and they will probably also be um, – going on that list so something to definitely pay attention to and i i would say i doubt i doubt he's on the waiver wire but if he is big time go pick up uh darrell williams oh yeah Yeah. oh yeah because it's possible it's possible that he fell to the waiver wires um so take a look out i doubt it though but it's possible i think he's out of all the people i could think of that you might pick up that haven't already been picked up it would be him yeah, he'd be good. He'd be great. He'd be a great pickup, actually. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, should we move right on to our next segment? Sure. All right. So it is time for almost the final time this season for they said it on Reddit. Beautiful. So beautiful. It's just beautiful. <laughs> 
Um, I have two here. One of them was negative because I was a little disappointed with my losing to Moose by 1.6 fantasy points, but I put another one or we'll do both. Let's do both. I don't think we should do yeah. both because I'm just going to rip you apart on who you started because it's going to be fun. Well, no, we're doing that one. Well, I would rip myself <laughs> apart because I have to I have to put up the players that I started that let me down. Yeah. So you All would right. have to do it in your other league. But oh, it's um, all in good fun, Anthony. I, you know, I like, I, like I told you, like that, honestly, to the people listening here, like I'm having a good time giving Anthony a hard time because I won. But let me tell you, the matchup Anthony I had, that's what fantasy football is about. Like down to the wire, like the closest finish, you know, like, uh, like it's so exciting. And honestly, it is fun to blow your opponent out of the water and you, you got miles ahead by the Monday night game. There's no way they can catch up. But honestly, it is, I mean, I wouldn't want it to happen to me many times because it's very stressful, but it makes fantasy football extremely exciting. Yeah, and I'm just happy that out of the, well, I mean, Moose and I faced each other three times in the playoffs this year. I oh, did beat him in one yeah, to go to the did. finals. Um, so at least I got to go to the finals in one because, I mean, Moose yeah. in three championships this year would have driven me and Dave nuts. Well, because you know he would have won all three. And then he would have said, "Hey, I was the three time. I'm the three time <laughs> champ in our main league, and I won three championships this year." That would have been his slogan. And then we, I, we can never talk to him. Can never talk to him after that. So, well, this could be four and five. Four and five could happen this year. Four, yeah, but n- not from that one league. No. And no. and and like the auction, like I think it's this is something we wanted to try out this year. I think the the, the listeners who have been with us since the beginning, they knew we wanted to get into uh, a new uh, a new type of league. And I think there are more players. I've had people reach out to me, like uh, some of our buddies that aren't in our other leagues uh, that want to join it next year, make it a twelve team. Uh, yeah, yeah, I learned be a interesting things. because it's a keeper. A it's things. a one player keeper. Dave, did you see that text I sent you? Well, did you right now? No, no, it was a while ago, but I think you missed it. Oh. Where I said, Le- "Legend has it, Dave's still waiting to bid." Oh on yeah, a that was. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, that was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um. All right, so we'll we'll do both Reddits. I'll start with the first one. We'll keep it quick because uh, we've mentioned a bunch of them already. But uh, this one's coming from user a stupid bleep hole. Um, <laughs> I think he made this name specifically a for this star post. star hole. Um. <laughs> What lineup decisions That's worse? Up- Somehow a star star hole sounds much worse and much more inappropriate yeah. than the word. Well, that's how you censor it. But anyway. A star star hole. <laughs> what lineup decisions? Oh, no. Patrick Mahomes has tested positive for COVID. Breaking news. No way. Where yeah. did you get that? It just came in. Hold on. I'm hoping it's just a, who? Who? a fraudulent account. I know. Give me a second. I'm just opening it. <laughs> Who said it? Darn it. Oh, this no, is what no, I'm talking no, no. about. Okay, okay. okay. It's from Jeez. I is does does Twitter Who's still use this does, does Twitter still use the check mark or do they use the little bird to I, to verify someone? I don't check know. Mark. Okay, I don't think this person's verified. Well, okay. Moose, you follow well, I don't know if you follow, but they pop up on your home feed way too many joke accounts. Oh, I don't follow I don't follow the joke accounts, obviously, but uh, sometimes they pop up like no, things no. you might blue, be interested it's blue, in. Blue Blue check mark. Okay, is, good. So this guy, he, he's at Chiefs Outsider. It's Just fake. It's fake, folks. Moose, um, you freaked us out. Plus, uh, they wouldn't dude, announce I, that. They wouldn't announce that at twelve thirty. Why Eastern would he freak time. us out? He's one. Dude, of I have Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. I, I'm not. Freaking, I know. I know. I'm but freak the world. Out. But 
What was Patrick Mahomes testing at home at 1230 being like, yep, I got it, guys. <laughs> texting Adam Schefter. Dude, honestly, I don't I honestly don't know how any of the people in the NFL get COVID because if I was a GM, I would have bought a hotel and that's where everybody lives. Like, I don't know why these people are allowed to go out and get COVID. You know, you're paying millions of dollars to these players. They should be treated and super healthy all the time. Like, it, to me, it's incredible <laughs> that there's a breakout in the NFL. Well, okay. this new strain is so easy to get. Like they have, we got to understand they have families. They got wives, they got yes, wives I, or husbands or whatever. And they got kids and they got, you know, and they're going out into the real world. They're going to the grocery store. They're going to, you, you, they're living their lives. I know. And but, you get COVID. But, but, you get but it Dave, these people have money that we can't even imagine about. Like it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even put a dent in their bank account to have somebody else do all that for them or have it, they could have it shipped like in the States. Everything is shipped. Well, first like, of all, you're talking about that's the elite players. But like, what about the guy who got called up from the practice squad that week? Practice. He he doesn't have that kind of money, uh, and he's going to money. the grocery store. And, and he, listen, practice from, squad. From my understanding <laughs> of, of some of some of the squad? Americans that I've worked with, is they have everything shipped to them. A few of them came up to Canada, and they they were they were very confused. They said, "Chris, how do you get toilet paper?" And I said, what do you mean? How do you get toilet paper? And they go, well, in the, in the States, we order it from Amazon. I go, what? You order your toilet paper from Amazon? They go, yeah, we order everything from Amazon. We have our food delivered every morning from Amazon. We, we have little buttons. They have buttons that you can push, and it just automatically ships them uh, like clothing detergent and stuff. So well, like, we, eh. ha we have that too. but Yeah, I'm sure we have it. That's not the point is whether they have it or we have it. The point is it exists. So, you know, just have your food shipped to you. There's no point in going to a grocery store getting COVID. Uh, right. And all I'm saying is it does not take a lot to spread this thing. So as soon as some, someone within the building, and there's so many people that work inside NFL buildings, facilities, staff, support staff, um, well, I'm, and it's, the girlfriends, me, the wives, the kids. To me, if I had the resources that the NFL it, has. Kids, the kids go to school. You're going to send your kids to school. You're not, you're not keeping them home for another year. So the kids are going to school. Tutor. And guess what? You just hire a tutor. Ah, Homeschool. Not everyone wants let's, to. Let's get back to this uh, Reddit question. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. We got derailed by Moose's fake tweet. All right. Then we got into a whole COVID business. Uh, I'm so, sorry. It wasn't my fake tweet. Yeah. I mean, this pops up. You panic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the, the question is, what line of decision blew up in your face and ended your 2021 season? Misery loves company. So his thing is, I started MG3, so Melvin Gordon, Roman numeral three, one point over uh, Evan Ross St. Brown, 24, approximately 24 points. It started Taysom Hill, nine points over Hertz, 30 points last week in two in. A two week in matchup, another match, so. a two week matchup. Yeah. So it's like it, it's a matchup that goes over spans two weeks. Yeah. So, points. yeah. So, I mean, Taysom over Hurts. I mean, Hurts has been amazing all year. That's a rough one. But, uh, and it was I Taysom against the Bucks last week. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it was so, not a good call. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on the Melvin Gordon Roman numeral three. Uh, I started him in one league. He let me down. Kyler Murray let me down in another one. And Julio Jones let me down. So those are my three bugaboos. Uh, and Kamara. You know what? Kamara let me down in a big time. He was my first pick in our Dynasty League. Uh, to not get into the double digits is just brutal from a guy like that. All right. So my big letdowns were one, Harrison Butker being on covid Ooh, come on yeah. man solid kicker george kittle actually i don't even blame george kittle i blame jimmy garoppolo jimmy just 
if you're injured, get off the field, you know, <laughs> like it's no point in coming in and just sucking. Like we know you suck. <laughs> just go suck somewhere else. Russell Gage, again, probably Matt Ryan's fault. Big Definitely disappointment this fault. week. And Ty Lockett. Oh God. Oh yeah. Metcalf week. Oh, God. Well, yeah, but I don't even blame Lockett either. Like blame Russ. Is it Russ or is it Pete Carroll? What drives me nuts is Russ. Russ used to scramble and he was amazing at it. Now Russ does this thing where he sees a defender and he just bends over. He just like bends over and he's like, okay, hit me. He doesn't scramble anymore. It's so, uh, it's, it's just, it's like, he's not even trying. It's so disappointing. And uh, Dave on your side. Well, I mean, so I made the the finals in, in two leagues and I got lucky. I got I got some help in both those leagues, um, and then uh, there's a league where I, I should have started Amon Ross and Brown, but it wouldn't have helped anyways because it was up against Moose, who had Josh Allen, T Higgins, Debo, so it wouldn't have helped oh, anyways. I, I have <laughs> so, all the bills. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then the other leagues I wasn't. Um, you know what's crazy, Dave? Imagine I started the Cowboys uh, defense in uh, semifinals. Oh God, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, for some reason, I, I decided to start the Saints uh, defense. I'm disappointed. So there's one league that uh, I I came across on Sleeper with all these. I told you about these guys. We uh, we did a mock draft with them early on in the year. Uh, it's the to the to the moon league with Gus Bus and the boys uh, and the girl. Um, and that was a very competitive league. Uh, everyone's really invested in fantasy football. And uh, my team came on so strong. Um, but I lost, uh, I lost the nail biter last week, so I didn't, uh, advance from the quarters. Good team too. Of course, Darren Waller being out didn't help that either. Yeah. But was there someone I could have started? Yeah. No, no. All right. So I'll, I'll do the second Reddit. Uh, this one will, because people who are not in the running anymore for a championship, maybe are looking at their keeper leagues and already thinking about who they're going to keep. So this is a keeper question. This one's coming from user sarcastic underscore dad 78 who to keep need help determining my three keepers in a standard scoring league, non PPR. I'm keeping Joe Mixon and David Montgomery and need a third from James Connor, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire and Kyle Pitts. Ooh. That's I think you keep. One. I think you just keep Kyle Pitts uh, for the opportunity. Hmm. So, how do you guys look at the this when you're talking about keepers? And of course, he didn't specify if there's draft draft relative um, right. to your keepers. So, for example, some people would say, "Okay, keep Kyle Pitts," and then that loses your fifth round pick because that's where he was drafted this year or you keep James Conner, you only lose your 10th round pick, but that's, we're assuming that's not the case here. So do you guys keep players that would like, wouldn't be available? Like pl- people that are probably going to go in the first two rounds, first two, three rounds here, or do you just keep who you want in these well, situations? I think, you, uh, well, one, you keep who you want, but I mean, obviously you want to keep guys who are going to get you points. So, I mean, I can't imagine a scenario where you'd be like, Oh, I like the Patriots, so I'm just gonna randomly keep Mac Jones. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So no, no, of course not. I just mean, yeah. I mean, like, so what I'm thinking is, if Clyde Edwards-Alaire versus James Conner versus Kyle Pitts, one of those guys, like, you could pick the guy that you think would go in the third round of a regular draft, or you could pick who you just think is going to be the best. So here's here's how I see the situation. 
James Conner, you can get him late in the draft. So no need to keep him. Even next year? Yep. Oh, for sure. For okay. sure. Because, I mean, look what's happened right now. Like, he's gotten injured again, you know? He does that. Like, so think about it. Like, this season he's had, what, maybe five or six good games? The others have sort of been like, eh. And now, like, as soon as Chase Edmonds comes back, it's a 50-50 split again, even though James Conner is clearly the dominant back. The tidy machine? Tidy machine? Well, he's not just a tidy machine. Like, he showed he can – he's a pass catcher. He can run in the open field. He's He can smash into people. He can do everything. He's a three-down back. But the minute Chase Edmonds is back, Cliff Kingsbury's like, not nah, 50-50. So that's that's the downside of James Conner, it would seem, at, at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So I would say, no, you can, you don't need to keep James Conner. You can for sure get him. Maybe you want to take him a little bit earlier if you're super excited about him, but you can definitely get him later in the draft next season. Same thing with Clyde's. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he's, it's, it's clear now that we can put the stamp that he's probably going to be an injury-prone running back. He's a little bit smaller. It's mm-hmm. two seasons now where he's had very big injuries. Yes. Um, so I wouldn't keep him just based on that because if you're going to keep him, you run the risk of not having a full season. So I would say you keep Kyle Pitts because we know that Kyle Pitts is talented and it's probably uh, coaching in Atlanta, strategy in Atlanta, and Matt Ryan that are potentially holding him back. Also, we know that tight ends take several years to break out. And we've seen we've seen in some games he's very talented. He he could be a top tight end. So the fact that you already have David Montgomery and who was the other running back? Mixon. Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon. So you know, you've you've already sort of locked in two very talented players. I would I would take it if you want to call it a gamble on on uh, Kyle Pitts, and which I don't well, even think is a gamble. I think they're yeah. they're definitely with what's happened with Calvin Ridley this season, where you just sort of said, Uh, oh, I'm sitting out. Yeah. I think they're definitely going to make Kyle Pitts uh, a featured well, part of that offense. Well, just looking at the the strategy even for this type of league. So just think about it. Three keepers is a lot. It is. So <laughs> um, tight ends, like we said, they are very scarce. Um, you got two solid running backs there. We, we say that wide receivers are a dime a dozen. You can find value late in drafts. And even these other two running backs, like Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Connor, these guys will be a dime a dozen at where they're going. Like Clyde Edwards, Hilaire is an injury he's a lead back that kind of shares time and then he, you know he's injured half the time and like you said with connor splitting time with chase Edmonds, if they're both there but kyle kyle pitts like we mentioned before uh stat wise even though it doesn't seem like a crazy year that he had he's in the he, he's had the well, best it's a pretty good rookie year. yeah it's a pretty good year well, for has, him he has this is a, so the key is sorry to cut you off anthony this is a standard league yeah non-PPR and so receptions don't matter he has 969 yards 949 949 in the year that's big that is big so um uh all the top tight ends will probably be kept so that's Kittle Andrews um uh, Kelsey Waller um and then you know what Dalton Schultz Dalton Schultz but I think uh you got to keep uh Kyle Pitts uh this guy will be swooped off the board fast if he's left out there so keep him uh, this is a guy that Moose said uh, tight ends develop later. And this is a guy that I think if they get a different QB there or, you know, a different offensive coordinator. He just uh, needs red zone targets. Like yeah. 949 yards. He he has 101 targets. He just, they he's only caught 64 of them, but this is for standard league. I think one what he touchdown. really needs is one touchdown. Not Matt Ryan. Yes. Oh, and God. some more red zone action. So I would agree with that. And you guys agree with Joe Mixon, David Montgomery, obviously. 
yeah. for, especially for standard. I think those guys, those are two very good standard running backs. Yeah. So I like it. Yeah. I think Kyle Pitts and I'm looking through the Reddit here. It looks like most people are on the Pitts train. Yep. Or the two people that answered. So, yeah. I know I have a, I have to debate whether I'm going to keep Clyde Edwards Lair, which I probably won't, but I don't know who my second guy would be. In our main league. I know. You know how many options there are, Anthony? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's okay. Hey, hey, it's all about who you pick up later on. Remember, we went through my draft. My draft is terrible. I had all sorts of people. It's all about the waiver wire. That's what I've been preaching for years. Yeah. Waiver wire. All right, guys. Anything else? Are you guys pumped? We're going into the championship season. So, I mean, normally championships are on Christmas. So, Moose had a Camaro Christmas last year to give him his third championship in our main league. So, now it's going to be a January 2nd. So, what, what new year resolution are you setting for your team? If your fantasy team going into your championships could have a, a resolution, a new year resolution, what would it be? Nobody scores below 15 points. Nobody scores. Everyone commit to 15 points. I mean, that's pretty big. Yeah. Anthony? Other than that, I mean, New Year's resolution for your team in the championship? Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm knocking on wood and praying for them to s- stay isolated. <laughs> Don't get COVID, yeah. please. Yeah. Like, and there's no Thursday night game, so uh, I'll all Sunday and then one Monday game. So yeah, Steelers Browns on Monday, everything else on Sunday, January 2nd, more time now for another, another matchup for players to get COVID. I mean, that's oh, not gosh. great. I know. I know. We hope, we hope just hope and pray. Stay yeah. home. Don't party. Yeah. Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley hilariously tweeted. It's not COVID that's keeping me out of the, out of this game. It's, it's the regulations. Yeah, thanks, what a Cole. Dummy. What a dummy. Yeah, thanks, Cole. That would be like um, you, um, I don't know, get caught stealing something from someone's home and get sent to prison, and you're like, it's not the fact that I stole that's putting me in prison. It's the law that says I'm not yes. allowed to do that. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. All right. Well, that's great. But unfortunately, those are the rules. Yeah. Yeah. No bees measly. Didn't they send out that he has like $600,000 in fines already from it? Uh, it wasn't six. I think it was a hundred thousand. He has at least a hundred thousand dollars in fines. Oh, but only a hundred thousand. You know what he does have his freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that he does. Anyways, try not to get too political on our, uh, our podcast. All right, so I think that's wrapping it up for us, but we do want to do some words of wisdom, and I do want to remind everyone to join uh, join Moose and I, because I think Anthony will be absent. I was absent last week. On Halftime Live, going to be fun. Heading into Championship Week, going to be a blast. That's Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Sorry, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Live on Halftime Sports. Download the app. Come join us. You can talk to us. You can type in the chat. You can send funny gifts. It's always a blast. It's a super fun time. Um, words of wisdom, gentlemen. By the way, are we going to talk Spider-Man? Did you talk Spider-Man during halftime? I haven't seen it No, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Dave, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I, we're going to wait till Moose sees it, and then that's when the discussion is going to happen. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All I'm saying is I've said it all season, and... Uh, I'm just assuming 
that your championship gut is on. It's halfway onto a, a championship pedestal. Lean your championship gut on your championship pedestal. And I mean, at this point, at this point, you, you know, you can rest your gut on the second place pedestal because you, you might get a second place, but who knows? You might be putting your best gut on the first place pedestal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it might happen. It might happen for you. So <laughs> this is it. This is it. It's the this home stretch. It. <laughs> Honestly, uh, like uh, just to make it to the finals is fantastic. So if you made it to the finals, well done. Um, you know, if you end up winning even better, but even just to make it to the finals, it's, uh, that's super awesome. Like even when it's you think a big about deal. It, it's a big deal. Yep. So it's congratulations big deal. to all our listeners who uh, are in championships. If you're not better luck next year, but, um, so well we, done. we know what we aspire to more. We know what's more exciting for us is, is winning the fantasy championship, but what's harder to do win the fantasy playoff championship or have the best regular season record. Or most points scored during Who the regular season. Who cares about regular season? I'm 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 not saying I'm I, ad- I started is, off the same. I started it off by saying we know what we care about most, but what's harder to do? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, re- regular season is just about making playoffs. Can like, you just answer the question? What's harder to do? Win the fantasy championship or get the most points in the regular season? Uh, pro- I probably I don't know. Win the championship is probably the hardest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But regular season doesn't matter. I mean, you can go 13 and one and still lose in the semis. I know. We see the whole Shout thing. out to Yannick. <laughs> oh, man. It, it's almost the kiss of death. Like being going, having the best regular season record is a kiss of death. Like it, you never, because you, you run out of luck. You run out of luck also, in the playoffs. Also, Yannick, I don't know if you listen to the show, but uh, I feel for you, man. That sucks. That's uh, it's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's you had, a, tough you one. had an amazing team this season. Honestly, uh, you know, this whole time uh, looking at your team, I was very concerned that, you know, whatever, I'd make it super far and then just get walloped. But uh, walloped. now I don't have to worry about that as much. <laughs> okay. All right, folks. Well, um, I think that's it. So good luck in the fantasy championships, which you are all inevitably in from listening to our advice all season. We wish you. Hold on. I have one more thing luck. to yeah. say. Because we actually Please. spoke about this several months ago. Yeah. And I said that the matrix would be a complete tire fire. And apparently to quote the headlines, it's laughably terrible. That's upsetting to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently it's a disaster of a movie. When I saw, when I saw the trailer, I was like, Oh boy. I mean, the trailer trailer looks all right, but it's like I said, they seem like they're just trying to cram too many celebrities in there. Like I, for me, part of what made the, the first three kind of good was, there were no celebrities in it or no yeah, the like, first one. You didn't really know Keanu Reeves in the first one, except from speed, right? He was what do you speed. mean? You yeah. didn't know Keanu Reeves, Keanu but he, Reeves and, but he wasn't was that well big. known. Yeah, but he wasn't that big. He wasn't, he wasn't a like, huge star wasn't like when the first Brad one came Pitt. out. It wasn't like, Oh, Brad Pitt's in the matrix, you know? Yeah. But like, like Will Smith was supposed to be Neo. You know, Will Smith was much bigger than Keanu Reeves. I mean, Keanu Reeves had speed. He was in uh, Bill and Ted's uh, wacky adventures when yeah, he was a little bit but younger, not much. but he Point wasn't break. like a, he wasn't like a huge Hollywood Point star when it came out. Point break. Sure. So him and Swayze in point. Right and I mean, even, it's even the, <laughs> the Canadian actress, um, God, her name's slipping my mind now. Carrie, Carrie, Carrie Ann Moss. Yes. Trinity's she, Canadian. Yeah. Cause so is Keanu. Keanu's yeah. Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. So well, oh. she is as well. 
you know, she hadn't really been in anything yet. I mean, even Hugo Weaving was pretty new. I don't I know. I think if- Lord of the Rings was released like parallel to the Matrix almost. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. in the two, he's, he's been yeah. in the two biggest trilogies of all time. Yes, and that's it. Because <laughs> when you see him, you're either like, uh, is that the elf dude or is that? Morpheus is well known. He was in Lawrence some Fishburne? Lawrence Fishburne. He's been like, in some stuff. But again, Lawrence Fishburne stuff. was in stuff when he was younger. But when he was a little bit older, like I think the Matrix was like his big thing. And then he ended up on a cop TV show and he was he was in the um, John Wick movies. Lawrence Fishburne was a he was a young actor in Apocalypse. There's a lot now. of things in between uh, the the but again. Uh, but again, he wasn't like, uh, you know, like a Brad Pitt or like, yeah, he wasn't yeah. like a top no, billing. As a 12 year old watching that movie, I remember being like, who are these people? Nobody was like, nobody was like, I'm going to see this movie because Lawrence Fishburne's in it. You know, like it was, uh, I remember Moose, we saw it together. You, you, me and our dads. I remember seeing it with my dad, but I don't remember seeing it with you and your dad. Yes. Yes. The four of us. Yes. The four of us went to see it together. At the, um, it was one of the, one of the first movies we saw at uh, Coliseum. No. Then we saw the sequel together. Okay, because, possible. Because I saw the original one with my dad at Dorval Theater. So that's what I'm saying. You wouldn't forget that. If you went to Dorval Theaters, you wouldn't forget that because maybe it was Dorval. I you know, I have a good memory, <laughs> but uh details, not not a detail guy. I definitely think we it was probably the sequel. Because I remember when the first one came out, my dad was like, Oh, you want to go see this movie? And I was like, The Matrix. I was like, Yeah, what, you were what like knew nothing movie? about it. You're like, what is this? Yeah. And then you're back then, you gotta understand though, this came out in 1999, right? When they did the 360 camera when Trinity jumps in the air and does her friggin' flying kick, and you're like, "This is the best movie yeah. ever." That, that, it was like just that that moment, you're like, "Oh my god!" That whole opening so sequence cool. where yeah. the where the garbage so truck cool. hits the phone and then the credits roll. Yeah, I was like, I was yeah. like what?" You're like, where did he go? He's where dead. She's movie? dead. She's dead. What's happening? As well. What's happening? Such a good movie. My goodness, they could have they could have stopped at one. Like I like the stories kind of cool with all the other ones, but I, I rewatched um Reloaded and Revolutions recently to prepare. It's weird. Revolutions is weird. Yeah, <laughs> like, Revolutions. Reloaded is weird. was not great. The graphics are weird and stuff. And then Revolutions are like, this is bizarre and weird. But all right. I concur. Uh, <laughs> all right, we talked enough movies. Um hopefully they'll be uh making a movie of this epic three championships that we will come away with uh, between the three of us. We'll update you next week. See you on halftime folks. As always, thanks for listening. See you next time. Ciao.